Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first official episode of the Legacy Changer podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Outlaw. And again, I'm so excited to share with you guys new content, new ideas, new hopes of what you can do to redefine what your legacy is for you. And it may very well be that you feel that the legacy that was passed down to you is amazing. And all you're looking to do is to keep that wheel turning and make your contribution. So that way, the generations that follow can pick up something even greater than what was left to you. And that's even more amazing. And for those of you who feel like, "Mm, I don't feel like I really got the things that I needed, Um, the understandings, the hopes, the desires, the dreams, the thoughts, the way of being, there's always opportunity to change and make yourself better. And that's my hope in this podcast, that you'll be able to receive new information and ideas that will help you do something different than you've done before. So with this first podcast, I definitely wanted to be able to get new content to you all, but I am suffering from a slight allergy attack it seems like so please forgive me I'll try to sneeze as minimally as possible but what I wanted to talk to you guys about today were boundaries and setting healthy boundaries in your life we are definitely in an age where people are being urged to be more conscious about the things we say the things we do from the aspect of being concerned about how that impacts other people right because we know that I could say something to someone else, but how that person receives that thing may not be beneficial to them or it may be hurtful or harmful. So we've definitely been almost or are being reconditioned as a society to be more conscious of how we interact with others, what we say, what we do, how we do it, when we do it, why we do it. It's just a a way more reflective aspect of, of being as a person. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I'm all about loving and living in light and giving people the best experience when we interact with them and wanting people to step away, even when having to address difficult or not so positive topics or issues, there's still a way to address it so that you're not destroying the person that you're interacting with. And I think that requires a level of emotional intelligence that we all need to practice. But I also think that on the other side of it, there's a point or an area of conversation that I feel is talked about, but not as much as of recent. So we're definitely being urged to be more conscious of how are the things I'm saying, doing, et cetera, impacting others. But I think it's also an opportunity for us to consider how are those outside things impacting us. So as an example, there may be a relationship, whether that's work, friend, family, significant other, you are in a relationship with someone and the nature of that relationship could be somewhat damaging. And it may not even necessarily be just the nature of the relationship, but maybe there's a certain characteristic that the person has or a way of speaking or a way of thinking or the way of communicating that is not really giving you the best experience from the point of being uplifting and being not destructive. Like I said before, each of us have the ability to communicate and conduct ourselves in a way that isn't destructive to those around us, right? So in the same token, we have to take inventory of those that are around us and determine whether or not certain aspects of those relationships, whether it's the nature of the relationship or the person's way of being that is hurting us in any way 
and impeding us from being the best versions of ourselves. When we look at that, it isn't to say necessarily we need to remove that person from our lives or we need to go let them know that they're a terrible person or make some drastic change in the relationship itself in order to learn how to deal with it. It may just require for you to manage yourself or handle yourself differently. So in a given situation, I think you have probably three options, give or take. So you could either determine the relationship is not healthy for you and you have to remove yourself. You have to think about the impacts and the consequences of making that kind of decision though. So I would say that's probably worst case scenario of what you need to do. If the relationship itself is abusive in any way, whether that's at work, if it's at home, if it's amongst your friends, if you feel like that person is tearing you down in a way that is detrimental to your health, whether it's your mental health, your physical health, emotional health, if you are being abused in any way, you definitely should not remain in that circumstance. And I would never recommend anyone to do that. But if it is something to a degree where you feel you have to walk away just for the sake of protecting yourself, that's a decision that you definitely have to come to understanding what the repercussions are. Again, Removing yourself from abusive situations is the most important, but if it's something that comes down to, you realize it's just oil and vinegar and it's just not meshing well together, then it may be a need for you to say, you know what, this isn't working for me. So if you're at work and there may be a boss who just has a way of dealing with their, you know, subordinates in a way that's not helping you become your best self at work, then it may need to be an opportunity to look at to say, you know what, maybe there's a chance for me to move on to a new job or just consider what other avenues that you can take to put yourself in a better circumstance. If it's with a friend who may be not being the best friend that you need them to be for you based on character or conversation or whatever the case may be, it may be a opportunity to say, you know what, I don't want to be in this friendship anymore. So if that's what you choose to do, just understand that severing any kind of relationship, no matter how tethered you feel to the circumstance or not, there's always going to be an impact. If you feel like you need to change jobs because of a circumstance, understand that that doesn't mean necessarily changing jobs is going to fix your circumstances in the sense that you may meet The next boss might even be worse than the last boss, you know, and always in the right circumstances, you know, if the behavior is, you know, going against any policies, especially at work, you want to, you know, alert HR or go to through the proper channels to have that dealt with, even if you decide to move on. But if you feel like it's something that may impact the work environment overall, there should be an opportunity for the company to help manage the employees better and help manage how the employees are being managed by their superiors. So I think that definitely those conversations should still be had. And if we're talking about friendships or romantic relationships or any or family where the relationships may be a little bit closer, depending on how long you've been friends or how long you've been in that relationship or how long you've been, you know, or with family when you're born with them. But you want to be conscious that if you decide to walk away from those relationships, 
it, it's going to leave a little bit of a hole there. There's going to be a little bit of a mark. So you have to ask, okay, do I really want to stop being friends with this person because of this? Is it so detrimental that you're really like harming me or is it something that I just need to reconsider and maybe look at it in a different light? That would be my first thing is I would say you have to decide whether or not you need to remain in that situation or, or to keep that relationship alive. So that's one way of creating a boundary is saying, you know what? I'm not going to allow this to be within my life and I'm going to therefore make it so that way this relationship no longer exists so that I'm able to protect myself. The next option would be to address it with the person and you can just simply have a conversation. Let them know this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm experiencing. And I don't think your intent is to do this, but every time you do it, I'm feeling this, you know, and sometimes there are isolated incidents where we can take care of them at the beginning and say, Hey, whoa, especially if you already have an existing relationship with that person that is, that has been around for some time, it's a lot easier to say, Hey, you did this and I didn't like it. And could we talk about it to find a way to maybe not have it as a part of our relationship, especially if you feel like it's going to be hurtful to you, to you in the end. And that's also going to be a really good sign as to the nature of the relationship because anyone who loves you or cares about you is not going to want to hurt you in any way. Like that's not their goal. And of course there comes a sensitivity factor of, are you just being too sensitive or is this person just not being sensitive towards you? So there's definitely a balance between those that has to be evaluated and considered. But as you discuss it, there will definitely be an opportunity for you to talk about those different aspects. Hey, I care about you and you said this or you did this or you've been doing this. And when you do it, it makes me feel this way. And taking the opportunity to talk to them about it really helps build on the relationship and to make it better. If you're in a work environment where you need to let your boss know like, hey, you know, this is kind of what's going on. And I love working here and I love working for you, but there are instances where this is happening and it's making me feel uncomfortable or making me feel I'm not doing well when I feel like I'm trying to do the best. There's a, a way to give constructive criticism. And sometimes people don't know how to do that. So I think there's always opportunities for growth and anyone who wants to grow and maintain and preserve their relationship is going to be open to hearing that from you. Even if it's in the work environment, a boss, you know, as someone who's managed, I know what it's like to have to deal with your employees and deal with different personalities. And one thing that I was always wanting to be receptive of is their feedback. How do you feel I'm being as a manager? That doesn't mean that I can necessarily bend my entire being to meet every need of every person, but there's a way of me knowing, okay, as a manager, I need to be this way because this is what the majority of my staff needs from me as a team leader. And it's, it's, you have to be conscious of those things. So a good manager will always be open to feedback. Feedback does not always feel good. So even in your, in your work relationships and your personal relationships, it's going to sting for anyone to tell you, like, Hey, you're doing this and it's hurting me. No one wants to hear that, but it's necessary for growth to happen. That's the next thing that I would say. So the first is, of course, you can decide to sever that relationship if you feel it's not working for you and that's the first bound type of boundary that you can create where you completely remove the person from your life 
the understanding again, some boundaries, especially when there's abuse involved, those boundaries need to happen. They need to be implemented. The second one is having conversations with a person. If you feel like there's an opportunity for growth or change for the relationship, you can just let them know, hey, this is what I'm experiencing and I want to have some dialogue about it to understand, you know, what's happening and you can understand my side, I can understand your side. We can just come to an understanding together that works for the relationship that makes it healthier. And the last option is to not do anything at all. You can acknowledge what's going on and you can choose not to do anything about it. You can choose to stay silent and allow the person to be who they are and understand who they are. But making that decision requires you to consciously not allow their actions to impact you. And I think that can be a little dangerous in my opinion, because we're not Teflon, we're humans, right? And there's only so much hitting that you can take before you just snap or shatter. And I think it is better to have a conversation and try to address it. Even if it requires multiple conversations, it's better to do that than to say nothing and then allow yourself to reach a breaking point, which will look like, it's like, oh, you endure it, you endure it, you endure it. And one day you just blow up and the person's looking at you like, what happened? Why are you even this angry? Like, I don't understand. And then you're, you're like emotionally, you know, giving it all to them and just pouring it all out in one moment. And they're just like, I had no idea you felt like this because you never really shared it with them. So I think it's really important to take the opportunity. So option two is the one that I would probably recommend. But, you know, if you decide not to say anything, you got to make a choice not to have that blow up moment. And, you know, I think in, in long standing relationships, especially when you look at couples who have been married for years, and I love talking to people who've been married forever, because it's like, how do you live your whole life? being married to someone for this long and I hope to get there so I need some good advice but there's definitely a lot of them have repeated a very similar theme that I've spoken with there are certain things that their partner does that they don't like but it's not so detrimental to them as a person they just come to accept it more as an annoyance and a bother and not something that is damaging to them as a person so I think if you are going to decide to not create a boundary, then I think it would have to be in a circumstance where what that person's doing isn't damaging to you. And it's just like a, ugh, I hate that you chew with your mouth open, but it's not killing me. So I'm just going to have to let it be. I think it would be something kind of along those lines or something that isn't as impactful. But if the behaviors are more damaging or you feel like they could become more damaging by not addressing them, then you have to consider what do you do? to make things better. In line with that, I just want to give a few examples of times where I have had to create boundaries myself. It's happened, I think, with families and dating relationships and even in work relationships where I've had to kind of create boundaries. And it's something that I've only started practicing over the last few years, really, because I try to be such an accepting person. I always want to be the one to like accept and love and, but it's like, I can only take so much. So what happened is I had one circumstance where I was friends with someone and I realized that they had a characteristic and they kind of just gossiped a lot. And 
I got to a point where it was kind of, I think I was okay with it, but it got to a point where I was starting to grow and it was one thing to discuss what was going on in like the lives of everything and, you know, people and discussing it and, oh, did you hear this happen? And what do you think about this? It's one thing to kind of discuss it from a sense of trying to just be social and conversational and everything. It's another thing when it becomes kind of damaging or derogatory towards the people you're speaking about. And I noticed that everything was very judgmental. Like the conversations started to turn more and more judgmental. And I think they were always that way. I just wasn't really paying attention to it. And I had to make a decision that I, I can't engage in these conversations. So in that decision, I chose not to say anything and I chose to pull away. So it wasn't that I was saying, I'm not going to be friends with you, but I just stopped contacting as much. And I stopped reaching out. I stopped playing my part in keeping the friendship alive. Looking back, I was much younger. Looking back now, a conversation was definitely needed because of how close we were. That's probably one of the regrets that I do have. When it came to a head, you know, they started noticing that my behavior was different. They took it personal and it hurt them a lot. It went from a simple, when I finally did say something and my reason for it and trying to say it as nice as possible, even though I was a little irritated because of they were coming again with gossip, it, the person blew up and they were very upset and they were very hurt. And it was one of those things where I didn't necessarily want the, I wasn't saying I wanted the relationship to end. I just wanted to end the level of, I guess you could say intimacy that was in the relationship, the level of depth to the relationship. I just wanted it to become a more shallow level without giving that person the opportunity I kind of failed them. I should have given them the opportunity to understand, okay, look, I get this is what you do and I'm not mad at you for doing it. Like that's how you are, but it just isn't being helpful to me and it's not helping me grow as a person. And I find it somewhat harmful to others and my nature just doesn't agree with it. We could have just had a conversation from that point. Maybe it would have been a a growing point for them, but I took that away. So that's a choice that I made where I was trying to create a boundary, but goes back to when we create boundaries, we have to be conscious of how those boundaries are going to impact the people that we're creating the boundary with. It's great to be selfless, but if our boundary is created from a more selfish perspective, which isn't always bad, but if we do it in such a way that is damaging to the person that we have the relationship with, I don't think it's the best practice to try to help yourself by hurting someone else. And not say it'll ever be easy, like addressing these kind of things. Again, they don't feel good, but there's always a way to do it where there's minimal damage. And I think you have to be conscious of knowing that relationship, knowing that person and deciding the best way to handle it. And sometimes these things don't have to be decided upon alone. You can lean on others that you know and get their advice. Maybe you have a mutual friend or another family member, or even like if you happen to speak to a therapist talk to someone if you feel like, hey, there's something I need to take care of in this relationship or I've made a decision and get the right guidance on what the best practice is for you to do what you need to do without making an issue for the person as well. Because I don't think our goal should ever be, well, I'm looking out for me and if you get hurt, that's just that. Mm, Not an approach that I take. I know a lot of people are like that. I live in the New York City area. So that is a very big philosophy where it's me first, you second. 
I understand that, but I think that there's a possibility for us to be more conscious and caring of those around us, especially when there's already an established relationship. And I also had another example where recently I linked up with someone, or not necessarily linked up, I saw them in the store the other day, and I hadn't seen this person in years, Uh, I think maybe casually, but not purposefully. I saw them at the store or I was driving past somewhere and I saw them, it was like a high and by situation. And this was another person because of how I met them and in what context I met them when something happened within my own life and I had to remove myself from the environment because it wasn't healthy for me. I wasn't even, that was a situation where it wasn't even me telling, like, I was like, no, I don't need to remove myself. It took outsiders, those who loved me and cared about me to say, No, you need to remove yourself from this situation because it is toxic, it is unhealthy for you, and we care about you too much to allow you to try to be a martyr for the cause because you want to seem, you know, that you're strong enough to endure it. And so that's an opportunity where I was making a decision, but it took my community, my village to come around me and say, look, we love you, we care about you, you got to remove yourself. But this individual who I'd mentioned I'd seen not too long ago they were kind of in the mix of that. When I was speaking to them, they said, oh, I really appreciated our friendship and I'm not sure what happened. And I explained, I said, it wasn't you, it was me. I was going through stuff and I just really had to separate myself to go through my own healing process. And she was like, really? Like, she was kind of like shocked and she was like, okay, I mean, I get that, you know, but I thought we had a good friendship and everything. And then I was starting to feel bad. I'm like, dang, man, I, I didn't mean to hurt her. That wasn't my intent. And then within seconds, she brings up basically some of the context of that circumstance that was very traumatic and damaging to me. She starts to speak about it and then some of the people involved. And it came from a direction of gossip. Like, hey, and and then it was like, oh, I don't know if you're so bothered to talk about it. Well, in my mind, I'm like, if you have to ask whether or not I'm bothered by hearing about this, then you should probably maybe wait for me to ask. Like, it was a very weird circumstance, but it just, it was a reminder in that moment of what everyone around me was telling me that, like, that situation wasn't healthy and a lot of the people involved in it weren't healthy. And I had no ill will towards her in any way, but it made me realize that that boundary that was established was necessary because even though I've moved on and, you know, I can think about the circumstance and be unaffected by it, like, I don't, doesn't hurt me like it used to. It's still a situation where none of my friends or no one in my village really brings it up. It's not something I think that's mentioned unless I bring it up in conversation. I think the only other times that maybe I can think maybe once or twice is when it was comparative. People were like, hey, I know you're about to do this, but remember when you did this? And it was like, oh, okay. So it's more like, don't necessarily want, I'm not talking about this for the sake of gossip or whatever I'm giving you you know a mirror to say hey remember this so it came from a perspective of trying to help me grow and do better and be better so it was from a point of love whereas this when it came the other day it was like that's not coming from a point of love that's coming from somewhere not and I don't want that I walked away feeling weird and once I reflected on it it was like okay confirmation that was a necessary boundary it's also just a way of thinking about boundaries that may need to be created in other relationships. And again, this can extend to family, friends, work. If you need to talk to your boss and say, Hey, you know, you 
speak to me this way, or this has happened or various other things, you, you may need to address those boundaries. So I think it's really important for you to, again, evaluate those relationships and determine what do I need to do so that way this relationship is kind of lives in a way that's best for me, or does it need to no longer exist so that it's best for me and you? So those are just some of the things that I wanted to share with you all, some of my thoughts about creating healthy boundaries. It really comes down to knowing yourself, knowing the people in your life, and determining what's the best option. This is not a decision that you have to make alone, but again, I will reemphasize the most important thing for you to do is to create boundaries or to remove yourself from situations that are abusive and severely unhealthy. And you know, if you need help and guidance on getting that information, there are counselors, there are therapists, there are advisors, there are hotlines that you can reach and be able to contact to determine how serious is this? Am I being damaged or affected to a point that it's becoming unhealthy to my health, whether that's mental, physical, emotional? But if you need to ha- take that time to understand what's going on in a relationship, again, reach out to someone have your village, people who know you, who may know them even, to help you determine how do you manage that? How do you navigate this relationship so that way it can be handled, this concern can be handled in a way that's best for you and them? Because again, anyone who cares about you is not going to want to hurt you. So that is what I wanted to share with you all this week. I hope this was helpful to you, something that I was meditating on myself within my own life and thinking about what I need to do to create healthy boundaries for myself and what I will and won't allow in my life, how I can have a better relationship with those that I love and care about. So I hope it was helpful to you guys and yeah, stay tuned for more content in the future. Feel free to reach me at thelegacychanger at gmail.com. Again, that is the legacy changer at gmail.com t-h-e-l-e-g-a-c-y-c-h-a-n-g-e-r at gmail.com on instagram you can find me at legacy underscore changer and i'm also available on twitter at legacy changer underscore again can't wait to hear from you all love to hear your feedback let me know what other content you want to talk about or hear about or get more engagement on And I can't wait to talk to you all soon. Be blessed, be positive, and be a light.